This is a Federal News Network podcast. Guns, election security, impeachment, those will be among the dominant issues in Congress when members return this week. Maybe also appropriations for 2020 if they get around to it. More now from the Fulcrum Editor-in-Chief, David Hawkins. And it really is a mixed bag coming up that we can expect, isn't it, David? It really is a mixed bag. I would say I would describe the fall session of Congress as probably quite hectic, but not all that productive. Um, I do think, however, that um, you you mentioned appropriations just then, uh, that it seems as though within the next week, uh, Congress will take any lingering suspense out of the possibility of a government shutdown uh, at the end of uh, September, and they will, uh, the House anyway, is going to produce a so-called continuing resolution to keep the government running in place uh, probably pretty deep into the fall, maybe as late as Thanksgiving time, to buy Congress extra time to finish its uh, its annual budgetary work. We don't know exactly whether the Senate's going to grab that same timetable, but it does seem like both sides want to end this, any, as I say, any suspense right away. All right. And uh, getting to the topic of election security, I mean, elections, as everyone knows, are a state issue primarily, and then from there it devolves to the counties, the cities, and every little hamlet and burg. But yet the federal government, at least members of Congress anyhow, seem to feel like there's a big security role for the federal government. How might that take shape in Congress? There's some bills. There are several bills. There, there are two ways. There, there are uh, federal legislation uh, has been proposed to, to set federal standards in a wide variety of ways for election security. Uh, and then there's just plain old money, uh, where the, the Congress, as part of the appropriations process that I just alluded to, would give the states uh, more money to buy newer voting machines. That the notion is that the uh, it sounds a little counterintuitive, but to too many, but that that all electronic voting machines are subject to hacking, uh, and that the the all electric or the all computer run. Uh, voting equipment that's still in use in a lot of places around the country should be replaced by equipment that that relies on a paper trail. Um, That money looks like it's got a pretty decent future uh, as part of the um, annual budget process, which, as I now say, will probably uh, uh, drag on or or hobble on into November. The more controversial stuff uh, is several Democratic bills uh, that the House has passed, and that they that have some bipartisan support in the Senate to set federal standards uh, to, and mandates for the states. Uh, look at the start of the summer, they look to be going nowhere because Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, said it was not necessary in large point uh, in large measure by making the same point you just made, Tom, which is that this is that these are statewide issues. The federal government doesn't need to get involved, uh, and also that this is a little bit duplicative. And also, it's the, the reporting is, uh, that the fulcrum and elsewhere uh, is that he doesn't want to make President Trump mad. Of course, the, the, the underlying issue here is let's prevent a repeat of the kind of uh, efforts at Russian interference that uh, at least um, marred, I guess you'd say marred the 2016 election. We're not sure that any votes were changed. We don't believe any votes were changed, but, it, but nonetheless marred the elections. Let's prevent that from happening again. Um, President Trump doesn't doesn't like the idea that there's any mystery about his victory uh, and so has sent some signals that he doesn't want Congress to tackle this. And so far, Mitch McConnell uh, has agreed. Now he's under some additional pressure. There are some in his own Republican ranks that say, let's go ahead and, and do this. 
Um, Mitch McConnell has a reputation as being sort of a, a lone wolf and a unilateral actor. I tend to think that's unfair and that if, if McConnell sees that most Republicans in the Senate want to act on this, he will. Sure. We're speaking with David Hawkins, the editor-in-chief of the Fulcrum. And really, there was no evidence that actual tampering electronically occurred. I mean, it wasn't the biggest issue with external interference in the election concerning propaganda that was distributed through social media. That was a big deal. It was it was there was also in the Mueller report it details this um, in some detail uh, that there were certainly efforts to hack into, they say, in all 50 states effort to hack into the to the voting um, systems, at least somewhere in all 50 states. And again, as you, you make the good point that there's no, that the Mueller Mueller's investigators found no evidence of votes being changed. But nonetheless, there were efforts to, to poke around uh, across the country. Yeah, because I think the main security issue is not on the machines, which are not connected to the Internet, but to the voter registration data, which is available to the Internet. That, that is true. That is true. Uh, the notion is that the, that the voting machines, though, if there are, um, unless there's a paper trail, uh, that there is, that, that these all computer computerized systems could be vulnerable. And let's get to the question of the impeachment debate that flared up quite a bit earlier this year, maybe late last year. Now the election is almost around the corner, it seems, in some ways, although it's still <laughs> only 2019. But is that likely to really come now because it is late in the administration? Maybe Democrats are confident that uh, Mr. Trump won't be reelected or whatever the case might be. And also it's a big distraction for everyone, including the federal bureaucracy. Well, it would it would surely be a distraction. I mean, impeachment would bring almost all policymaking to a halt. Uh, it is also the case um, that that after the Mueller report came out, after Mr. Mueller testified this summer, uh, that, it, that it actually produced um, a, a relatively rapid increase in the number of House Democrats who are calling for the launching of an impeachment inquiry. Uh, it's now a, a solid majority of the House majority. Not everybody in the House majority by by any means, and only um, a form, one former Republican congressman who's now an independent congressman calling for this. Um, I don't. I think that the that as a political matter, uh, the Democrats are still torn between wanting to pursue this uh, full tilt, which, as you say, would be politically divisive, stall other policymaking. Uh, this has been Mrs. Pelosi's um, guidance. This has been her. Uh, fiat on the House is that they're not going to pursue this frontally, but at the same time, they're sort of produ- they're, they are um, proceeding along with plenty of in- investigations uh, that, if not called impeachment, that are at least trying to weaken the president going into 2020. And the issue of immigration seems to have fallen into a pattern now for several years of executive order followed by lawsuit and then partial or complete nullification of executive orders in courts, and then the procession to higher courts. It's kind of a dreary pattern. Any chance of it, it, something it, it, legislative? I doubt on immigration policy. I do think um, the, the news the news of uh, that happened right after Labor Day last week, where the, uh, the Defense Department revealed which military construction projects, half are in the United States, half elsewhere in the world, we're going to need to be, to be sacrificed or at least stalled in order to free up money to pay for uh, border wall construction. This is something the president also did by executive order, declaring a national emergency. Uh, that is going to produce some hackles in Congress. The places in the United States where these uh, military constructions pl- plans won't happen 
um, are in plenty of places represented by Republicans, including Fort Campbell, Kentucky, represented by Mr. McConnell. Um, I think uh, at a minimum, this is going to ha- cause some head scratching uh, and probably will uh, further influence and a little bit complicate uh, the appropriations process that was where this conversation began, because probably what Congress is going to try and do is put the money for at least in 2020 back for these military construction projects. All right. So lots of juicy, shiny, fresh bones in the middle of the dog corral, huh? <laughs> that's a great That's a great metaphor. I'm going to take that home with me. David Hawkins is editor-in-chief of the Fulcrum. Thanks so much, as always. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Will you and everyone you work with lose their minds if you don't use Upwork to bring in more talent to help? Yep. Can you afford to spend months finding that talent the old-fashioned way? No. Can you hire them in seconds on Upwork? Yep. Is it complicated? Nope. Can you have them as long as you need? Yep. Longer than you need? Nope. Is Upwork a newer, better way to work? Yep. Is this commercial over? Nope. What about now? Yep. Upwork, this is how we work now.